Welcome to the Quick Talk Podcast with Joshua Latimer, where we discuss business, life, family, faith, struggle, fire, pain, and ultimately winning. It's time to take massive action. Look, I, I can't work harder on your life or business than you do. It's ultimately all on you. You know, God created all the food the birds would ever need, but he doesn't put it in their nest. You've got to go get it. 10 out of 10 people die. So how about doing something today that actually matters while you still can? Hey, my friends, welcome back to the Quick Talk Podcast. I have been gone, and I'm sorry. I'm getting uh, some hostile death threats emailed to me. No, not really, not death threats, but I know you guys missed me, and I missed you. I've been traveling and busy and doing a lot of things, and you know what was really cool last week was I got the chance to meet a whole bunch of you guys and gals uh, at the huge convention. There was over a thousand people there, a bunch of service companies in Atlanta, Georgia, and it was really, really cool. And you know, sometimes when I do these podcasts, it feels like, you know, kind of like drudgery, depending on what's going on in my life with my companies. I'm like, ah, you know, I want to, I got to keep doing these, but is it really making a difference? Is it really affecting people? And, um, you know, after, <laughs> after last week in Atlanta, I don't feel that way at all. In fact, I was very encouraged uh, just to be reminded that the impact that the show has had on people and the inspiration, the tips, the tricks, the systems, the interviews, everything we've done. You know, I'm moving so fast sometimes that I, I forget to look back at, you know, what I've really done with this show. You know, hundreds of episodes and two and a half years of, of just pouring my heart and soul into it. Uh, it's really, really encouraging to know that it's been well received, not just downloaded a whole bunch of times as a, as a statistic in my, you know, podcasting dashboard, but knowing that there's real families, real people being affected. So thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And the best thing you can ever do for me in reciprocation for me doing these shows is to share it a lot and share it often and to drive people crazy and to get them to watch it. Because if we can grow the show, that helps us tremendously. So thank you very much. Now, I want to go back in time two weeks. So before Atlanta, I went to Boise, Idaho, which I've been going several times. I'm going again again in three weeks uh, for my Inner Circle Mastermind. But I went to a private event um, for this program called Two Comma Club X. It's an $18,000 a year program. And Alex Sharfin is one of the teachers in it. And Alex did this two-day event. And I have 12 pages of notes just from day one. Alex built two different companies to over $100 million, and he helps lots of other people do the same thing. He's a he's kind of like a business coach like I am, except to a different set of people, to a, a higher level group of people. You know, he tends to work with people doing maybe five or six or eight million, and he helps take them to 40 million in like 18 months. You know, he he's an expert at organizational structure and leadership and things like that. And, you know, those things are all valid for little tiny businesses for the people that listen to this show. And I think, you know, I had Alex on my show and interviewed him and he was so amazing and people freaked out and thought it was the coolest thing ever because all that stuff is still applicable to you guys. You know, to work with someone like Alex Sharfin costs $60,000 a year to work with Alex, right? So he knows stuff and he gets massive results. And I, I might kind of hop all over the place here, but I want to drop some value bombs and some gold nuggets into your brain, okay? One of the core things that Alex teaches, he has this little book. It's not a huge book. It's pretty small. It's called The Entrepreneur entrepreneurial personality type, EPT. And he talks about how there's four different types of people 
you know, in the world. And this is kind of his theory, his framework based on decades of working in uh, Fortune 500 companies and starting his own companies. He's had his own personal companies. He started being like the 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 Inc. 500 list, like in the top 20, I think, a couple different times. The guy's just a savage, right? But he sees the world as four different archetypes of people. You have caretakers, communicators, coordinators, and hunters. And the the short version is, you know, caretakers are the people that like to help other people. They like to see other people grow. They like to support and encourage and serve people around them. And you, we all know people like that. You know, I have my mother-in-law as a caretaker. She likes the status quo. She doesn't like to break the rules. She's a rule follower, but she's also the person that you want to help you out, you know, when you're sick or something like that, right? Uh, communicators is a group number two. And these are people, it's not that like, communication in the sense of what I do on the show or when I go speak in front of a lot of people, not that type of communicators, people that just like to chat. They just want to be connected. They like small talk, right? (laughs) So I consider myself a communicator for sure, but I'm not a communicator per Alex's definition here at all because I don't like small talk. Small talk's really hard for me. I want to run in the other direction. If someone's like, hey, how about those uh how about the weather yesterday? It's like I don't care. Like if I'm not thinking or talking about some big idea or some big future outcome or some mountaintop I want to climb, it's not that interesting to me. And I feel bad because I feel like I feel bad like I should now fake that I like small talk. But at the same time, I can't help it. I'm not built that way. The third type of person is a coordinator. Now, these are people that make my eye really twitch, but society needs all of these groups, right? A coordinator is someone that loves to sit like on committees or they love to go through the fine print and the details and they, they need to really understand at a deep level all the paperwork or the stuff. Now, <laughs> that's the exact opposite of me. And the last category is a hunter, which is you know the entrepreneurial personality type people. They're hunters. And uh, they can't turn it off and they don't want to. He always says that, you know, for the entrepreneur who can't turn it off and wouldn't understand why anyone would ever want to, right? We're driven to hunt. We're the people that disrupt the tribe. So if you got the caretakers, communicators, or coordinators, all of those people in general are status quo, hold the line, don't rock the boat, you know, hold the fabric of society together, play by the rules. They're not super visionary with stuff. Now the hunters, it's a smaller percentage of people but they're the ones that, that, that change everything. They change the world. They invent things, build things, attack things, kill things. That's what we do with our business every day. And we can't, we can't help it, right? So that's kind of Alex Sharfin, one of his core teachings. And I've talked about it before. The other interesting thing about hunters is we don't feel happy and sad in the same way that um, regular people do. You know, what we feel is either we're either in momentum which means we're happy, or we're out of momentum, which means we're sad. For example, right now, I'm behind on a lot of stuff. I have I feel stuck in certain projects with my company. It's driving me crazy, and it's like, it's like I have weights around my legs because I feel like I can't move. I feel constrained. I feel pressure and noise, right? When I feel like that, it causes overwhelm and it makes you get stuck. It's not that I'm depressed or sad because it... It's, it's just not an accurate description. People like me, and you probably, if you're a hunter, is you're either in momentum, you're crushing it, you're knocking down miniature goals, one thing after another, you're winning, 
And that would be you being happy when you're in momentum or you're out of momentum, which would be, you know, kind of like sad. And when, when an entrepreneur is in constraint and maybe you're stuck right now, maybe you've had a hard year, maybe everything was going good and then it fell apart. I don't know. But if, if, and if it's going good right now, that's freaking awesome. But think back to a time when it wasn't going good. And what happens is, is when an entrepreneurial personality type like you and me, when we get stuck, when we get out of momentum, all kinds of stuff happens to us chemically, physiologically, our posture changes, the, the chemicals in our brain change. Uh, it, it, gets, it gets crazy, right? When you're in momentum and you're accomplishing things, you're closing the deal, you're building the system, you're hiring the person, you're taking the risk, you're putting yourself out there, you're growing, you're moving. Um, that gives you like a natural high, right? You feel like you can conquer the world. And I think that's why when I was in high school, maybe you can relate with this, I got straight A's during football season and then after football season I didn't even care and I wouldn't do anything (laughs) my grades would be terrible like C's and D's and just the bare minimum to kind of fly under the radar and I always thought that was weird even in high school I'm like this is weird like why do I thrive more why do I perform at a higher level when there's like I have more on my plate. I had more to do. You know, I'm going doing all the homework and all the normal school stuff, but I'm also doing two-a-day practices and I'm getting up and working out in the morning. I'm staying after school and, and lifting weights and going and running and then doing football practice and then getting home late. But something about that for me, because I was in momentum during football season, I could accomplish like infinity amount of things, which is which is crazy, right? Isn't that weird? And then when I had less on my plate, everything would fall apart. Um, the thing that we have to do, uh, if you feel stuck, and I'm just looking at my notes here, is we have to we have to push through the resistance and find ways to create momentum. So if you think about it for yourself, there's certain things that when they happen to you, they make you kind of get a spark, come on fire. And so your job is to is to identify what those are, whether it's getting on a phone and cold calling a hundred businesses because you know statistically you'll get you know five good leads out of that or or it's you know calling your past customers or whatever it is in your business if there's something that you're not doing right now that you know if you did it would begin the process of putting you back into momentum and that's where it has to start you have to push through that resistance and find ways to create momentum Uh, because when you're constrained it feels like you're dying. At least for me, it does. It literally feels like death. That's why I say it's not sadness. When I have massive constraint, I can't think straight. I, I don't feel right. I, everything is everything gets screwed up. Um, and here, here's a couple of the quotes. Um, what Alex said, he said, we don't need to focus on growth with our business so much. What we need to focus on is momentum. And it starts with us as the leader of our company, but then it needs to bleed into your team. It needs to drip onto them and figure out ways to get and keep them in momentum. And not failing is not the same as winning, right? A lot of times when you're in survival mode, what we do is we try really hard to not fail. We try really hard to not screw it up. That is not the same as someone who is winning in a place of momentum, right? Does that make sense? That's amazing. And a lot of times I find myself playing not to lose instead of playing to win. And I don't know how I get to that place, but I like to snap out of it when I get there. And I think I've been there for a couple months, honestly, with my business, playing not to lose. Um, So some entrepreneurial personality type identifiers. Number one, knowing you're different. Um, Number two is you have innate motivation, okay? You can't help but be motivated. Doesn't mean that you don't have bad days, but deep down your core, you're a person that's driven and motivated and a big thinking person. And then the third thing is you have a desire for contribution. 
you have a desire for contribution. I'm going to I'm going to end it after this for today because this entire week I have a lot of really great things I'm going to be teaching you, sharing with you. I'm going to share some of the things from my presentations at the convention. I had four different presentations. I did two at the Service Software Summit. I did two more during um, the huge convention itself. I'm going to drop some of those value nuggets on you. I got some resources to give you guys for free this week too that's going to help you understand your systems and what stages you're in. And then I'm also going to be talking about what I learned uh, at Alex's event, which it's a lot of stuff. I'm just kind of laying the foundation right now. So if you are a hunter, if your personality type is the entrepreneurial personality type and you're a hunter, you know that you're different. You have an innate motivation. You're motivated without trying and you have a desire for contribution. And he had this graphic. I want you to visualize this graphic, okay? Visualize um, at a 45 degree angle, a line going from the bottom left up to the top right, okay? This is your desire for contribution. As you grow your company, you just desire more and more and more to make a bigger and bigger impact. You wanna help more people, serve more people, give more money, change more lives, whatever. Uh, That's your desire for contribution. Uh, But what happens is that current infrastructure in our lives and in our business is what bottlenecks and throttles it. And that's where we get out of momentum, we get stuck, we have massive constraint, and we get super depressed and feel like we just can't function, right? And so imagine there's this desire for contribution, but then there's a line going at like a 10 degree angle right below that one. And there's a huge gap between your current infrastructure, which is the second line, and your desire for contribution. So you want to get that second house. You want to take your family on those trips. You want to invest in your kids. You want to start a charity or nonprofit. You want to be more active in your community or in your church. You want to be a leader of leaders. You want to do big stuff. You want to write six-figure checks to build the baseball field for the thing. You want to send the money to the orphanage. You, Whatever it is, you have big ideas. You want to do big things. But the current infrastructure with your company and with your own life is not in alignment with your desire for contribution. And that gap, he calls that the contribution gap. I just want to let that like like sink in. That's pretty cool. So there's a contribution gap. And the way to close that is to work on the infrastructure. So tomorrow on the podcast, I'll kind of pick it up from here. I'm going to talk about the billionaire code, which is a whole giant framework on kind of the differences, uh, kind of like the five stages of business, except it's it's different, uh, and it applies to small and really, really big companies. Um, we're going to talk about all kinds of stuff, communication, how to lower pressure and noise, uh, how you appear to other people uh, when you're in a place of constraint, the difference between transactional management and transformational leadership, and all kinds of other good stuff. I appreciate all of you. You're amazing. Please share this episode. Share all the episodes. Somebody out there needs to hear it and be encouraged. And uh, I'm excited to get back in the saddle here and deliver these podcasts to you. I love you all. Take care. God bless. Hey, thanks for hanging out, friends. And from all of us here at the Quick Talk Podcast team, we hope you love today's show. We hope that you were inspired to become a doer and not just a listener. Apply what you've heard today in your own business and watch things change for the better. Lastly, remember that all the money in the world can't save your soul. Seek first the kingdom of God, my friends. We'll see you next time. For more information about the Quick Talk Podcast or Joshua's other businesses, visit our website, quicktalkpodcast.com. Have a blessed day.